You're good. Wait, so I should have Vine Whip instead of Razor Leaf? Yes, it's not even a question. Okay. You, okay. <laughs> wait, hang, just, on, hang on. No. Hang on. Hang does, on your, just, does your friend who plant Venusaur have Razor Leaf? Well, not right now. I don't. I don't know if I believe you. He might have, like... 30 seconds ago. <laughs> oh no, Chris. It's look, so look, different. Look, 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 look. He was a situational pivot. Look, was it an Ultra League <laughs> or a Great League? Ultra League. No. Ultra League. Yes. Okay, Ultra well, League. Your game is about to change. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. The eggs, they're consolidating. Rhyhorn Day is right around the corner. Boo. Revenge of the unconfirmed speculation. An axiom, we've reached idiom equilibrium. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast episode 82. It's February 18th, a Tuesday evening, back to the norm, although I think deviating from the norm has become the new norm. Hmm. What norm? exactly we're not even normal people my name's chris your host and my other abnormal person here with me is kyle hiya see but she said the same intro so like we're we're creatures of habit (laughs) i'm a robot okay (laughs) i'm I'm an npc nobody nobody realizes this yet you know some people were trying to warn me via email they're like i think kyle's a robot and maybe you should stop podcasting with a robot i'm not sure where the ethics are with that but um uh, I chose not to believe them, so don't ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, we got some stuff to talk about. There's there's some breaking, you know, somewhat breaking news that happened today that we're thrilled to jump into. Quick little apology about this last week, about how long it took me to get the episode out yet again. Um, I was moving over the course of the weekend, and we did record late on Thursday night. I moved the very next morning. And all weekend was 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 very crazy. So uh, I want to apologize for how late it came out. It was like three or four days after we recorded. It came out Sunday night, I believe, and pushed to all feeds on Monday. So this is like right afterwards, like hot on the heels of the release of, <laughs> of 81, as it were. So thank you guys for your patience through this this trying time of my time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, hopefully we're back to a sense of, of extreme, boring, normalcy. Fighting moves are super effective against us now. <laughs> but anyway, hey, really quickly, we wanted to give a quick shout out to DeFiE from our Patreon community. Congratulations on getting 100 subscribers to your YouTube channel. That's spectacular. Good for you. Yes, you've been working very hard on it. Your content is spectacular. We will link to DeFi's YouTube channel again in our show notes this week. Okay, Mr. Kyle, enough beating around the tangle. Let's let's get into our goals here, shall we? That was a good one, right? Is tangle even a bush? <laughs> if it's not a bush, I'm just embarrassed now. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. Kyle, last week you said uh, that your goals were going to be twofold. Oh, that's right. This was the mouthful. Power yeah. up Giratine O or power up something else for PvP. Okay, I, I did succeed. It wasn't Giratino, but I powered up a Charizard and a Togekiss for Ultra League. 
Oh, hey, awesome. Good for you. So, have you gotten the chance to test drive them yet? I have. I do. I like them better than what I was previously using, but still not super thrilled with what I got going on. Oh, my. Okay. That is shifting so much in Ultra League right now. It's it really hard is. to compensate. Well, we haven't had a year of, you know, themed rotating competitive cups in that CP setting to really get a handle on mm-hmm. the options yet. So this is an interesting type. Master League is going to be crazy. Oh God, don't mind <laughs> me. I don't. So I don't want the, those two weeks. I just. <laughs> I guarantee you, PVP will come up in this show later on. So anyway, your other goal was Audino or Aloma Mola from this past weekend with the event. I did that. I got an Aloma Mola. I got Ooh, two nice. Aloma Molas. Oh my gosh! Be careful! Don't touch those! Don't touch those hands. They'll heal you. <laughs> no, or whatever. No Audinos though. Yeah, they're they're pretty rare. Well, congratulations on a 100% completion rate for your goals, Mr. Kyle. Woo! It's been a long time. Woohoo! Yes, and you're about to overshadow me here. Let me let me <laughs> see. Uh, for myself, I wanted to catch an Audino and a Lomomola. I did not even so much as see an Audino on my nearby, nope. and I hatched several eggs, and I had no luck. That was kind of like a, a half win, but the, the goal was to get both, so that didn't happen. And then I wanted to get somewhere in rank nine and try as I might. Uh, I'm still I'm still right where I was. The, like basically the same win rate too. I was going three, two, and two, three back I, and forth. <laughs> I can't get me, I'm any exactly traction. the same two, more or less. Yeah. I can't I can't get anywhere. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing wrong. I think it's because I'm not really changing up my strategy a whole lot. It's tough because some of the some of the options that you really want to like sub in, they need to be like level 38 or or something. Like I want to try yeah. Steelix. Steelix seems really good from what I've seen, just like in Great League. But he needs to be I think he needs to be level 40. Max really out close. Steelix, yeah. Probably. So, that makes sense. Can't do that. Uh, it's a bummer. But anyway, I have failed. 100% failure this past 0%. week. 0%. But I'll tell you what, I'm successfully moved, and that was the real win. <laughs> that was the real win from this yeah, past week. For so, sure. already enough about goals. We'll we'll get to the end uh, of the show and revisit those. Uh, but let's hop into the news. We haven't done an APK teardown in a long time, mostly because we tend to shy away from information that is not confirmed or official. Because these things uh, tend to change. So before we get into this APK teardown, just to remind you, this is your first teardown that you've heard from us. um, Or if you hear a bunch of things that you like or things that you don't like, take this to heart. Everything covered in this teardown is neither conformed nor guaranteed to be added to the game in any way that we may discuss on or off our show. So like social media or whatever. Until an official announcement is made about these and future features, everything is pure speculation based on the work of data miners. And yes, data miners are breaking terms of service when they do so. But since it's out there and it's everybody's talking about it, it's difficult to not have the conversation. So that being said, here is the 0.167.0 APK teardown. It's filled with a ton of goodies. Now, again, all of this is, is speculative, so... You know, grain of salt with everything, but there's so much exciting stuff. I'm pretty jazzed to hop into this. <laughs> okay, the first section of things, and thank you to GoHub for organizing the information in such a readable way. So shout out to GoHub, as we do every single week. Team Go Rocket. Here are some changes happening to that. Shadow Eggs have been found on the code previously. We didn't really talk about them because, again, it was speculation, but there is 
been conversation about shadow eggs for the past several weeks. But this APK adds a visual asset for the egg, um, and the egg appears red it's in red. color. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I don't think like a like a one and two star raid egg is red. I think they mean like uh, does it have red spots like the regular eggs that we hatch do? Yeah, do you think? Yeah, that's, that seems that's, to be yeah. I think this was implied here. But additionally, here's some fun stuff. Shadow and purified Pokemon seem to be getting boosts to damage output. Shadow Pokemon seem to be getting a bonus to their base attack and defense, which is cool. And purified Pokemon will receive an attack bonus when facing shadow Pokemon. Okay. Quite a dynamic implied here. It also makes the whole Team Rocket thing a little bit more interesting. So, Kyle, what sort of strategy or what sort of, you know, gameplay value do you think we're going to get out of these specific changes with Shadow Pokemon? Well, first, I hope that this is for the ones that we catch and not for the Shadow Pokemon that we fight against. Oh, goodness. Yeah, because they already get that that boost. (laughs) That would be pretty harsh. Yeah. I don't know what it's really going to do because Shadow Pokemon are just they're too expensive to power up. So anyone powering those up, they're doing it as a flex, not anything else and unless this boost that they're talking about here is massive i don't think anyone else is gonna bother anyways yeah from the looks of it it's just from the code line of code it's just a multiplier it doesn't say Mm -hmm. any particular multiplier quite yet i mean i'm sure we'll know the numbers if this if this comes to fruition we'll obviously know exactly what it is but from the time being just the concept from a conceptual point of view the part that's most important to me is this purified Pokemon will receive an attack bonus when facing shadow Pokemon thing. Like it would be, it's in your best interest then in some situations, if people are going to be bringing shadow Pokemon in for some sort of benefit, like it adds another level of metagame, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's more than just a type matchup. It's a demeanor matchup. And that's neat to me. It just adds a whole new thing to it. I'm more worried that if this shadow thing is an actual like thing that comes to fruition, it could have a very strong impact on something like PVP if it actually is changing their base stats outside of just the rocket stop encounters. Right, yeah. Which the shadow, the wording of the shadow makes it sound like that. And as for the purified one, well, I don't know. A lot of the, the shadow Pokemon haven't been very relevant. There's meta-relevant Pokemon in there, but a lot of them need community day moves like Starters or Tyranitar and stuff sure. like that. And yeah. a lot of the other ones are more collectible like the Rattatas and the Zubats or the Absols, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think what you were getting at, that the Purified being better than Shadow or, or faring better against Shadow would pretty much just be for those that are trying to burn through these rocket stops a little bit better. This is kind of a nice way of them lowering the difficulty on... We were just mm-hmm. talking last week about how difficult the team leaders are. This is a nice way of them lowering the difficulty without it just being like you have to earn that. You know, you have to earn the ease once you've demonstratedly defeated some grunts and powered up and purified some Pokemon, right? Then you you reap the benefit of the, the easiness or mm-hmm. the, the less mm-hmm. difficulty rather. So I think that's just good game design in this situation. If this if this manifests the way that we think it does, I think it's just good game design. It's a nice change. I agree for some aspects, but I also agree that it could manifest in a way that wouldn't be so hot ah well that's the glory of these apk teardowns <laughs> isn't it you get to find out when it actually <laughs> happens what 
is gonna happen exactly exactly uh, but moving right along to the next thing hopefully team go rocket stuff gets a lot more interesting because if these changes happen i'll be thrilled uh, but the next thing is buddies additional details are going to be added to the buddy tutorial which is neat there are also lines of code referring to buddy throwing difficulty such as well difficulty obviously should apply magnet which would probably just be like if you throw your item it'll you know, kind of home in on the target of like, you know, whatever the wherever the mouth is on your Pokemon aiming correctly is one of the things camera facing target. I don't know who's throwing their berries backwards, but I want to see some videos on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Apply magnet. So probably going to get some sort of item on this and get flattened transform, which just sounds like you're <laughs> trying to take a fight with somebody named transform, you know, <laughs> get flattened transform. <laughs> I think I think all this this wording here from the APK is basically just them saying, sorry, it was hard to hit the Pokemon in the mouth. All of these are going to kind of give you aim assist as if you were playing a, a first person shooter and you just kind of throw it and the game is going to auto correct it back to where it's supposed to go. I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. OK, I'm kind of hoping the same thing, but I'm so used to throwing berries to my survivor now. Uh, yeah, but like, what if you were walking a tall boy? I had a friend walking a Machamp, and that was already a challenge. By the way, Machamp is hilarious because he only uses one of his arms and when he's feeding, and he holds it like like right where his clavicle is. And so it looks <laughs> like he's just like holding the berry in his mouth, and if it fell, he would catch it with his hand, but his hand isn't doing anything. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely Love it. But anyway, speaking of buddies, uh, the next thing, buddy on the map. Buddy will need to be on the map to take advantage of their buddy benefits, such as catch assist and gifts. And the shadow effect on shadow buddies will be improved. Uh, and that's pretty cool. I've never had a shadow buddy, so I wasn't aware that maybe there was an error with the effect. I would assume probably because they, they move really quickly that maybe the trail uh, you could see. Oh, the yeah, maybe like, you know, like, uh, oh, there is a shot like there's that probably like half a second animation that would stack on itself but you see it as like a line of dots when it moves very fast or whatever mm -hmm. i'm not so sure how i feel about having the buddy on the map for the benefits but it does make sense yeah it's just a bit of a chore to have to feed your buddy sure is but spending time with your buddy is the point of the the feature so that yeah. makes it makes sense to me but the next stuff is about go battle league there's a new code for handling rewards maybe increasing the amount of rewards you can get kind of it looks similar to the raid rewards where there were packets and you could sometimes double up on a particular no not packets they're called bundles my bad that you might get a double of a bundle right so if you have a chance of in one bundle getting a rare candy sometimes you get two uh, Terms of Service or Go Battle League will be added, which is pretty neat. Uh, it'll have something that I'll check for. Have you read this or whatever? And then a season countdown uh, is looking to be added in hours and minutes. So we will no longer be surprised when it's Ultra League and you go in with your <laughs> 1500s and you're like, what am I doing? My goodness. Like experience to me. Look, uh, yeah. Uh, moving along, <laughs> new moves have been added or will be added rather. Rock Wrecker, which we knew, which kind of implies that this update would have to be pushed before Saturday, which is Rhyhorn Community Day. Uh, I guess now is a good time. Is any to remind you that Saturday, February 22nd, is Rhyhorn Community Day? Benefits include three <laughs> times catch Stardust. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time, and Southern Hemisphere, 3 to 6 p.m. Rock records, the special move, whatever. Okay, all right. Well, hang on, hang on. Don't we'll, disrespect we'll get, rock records. We'll get we'll get back to the teardown in just a second. 
let's visit rock wrecker so kyle i'm sure you saw people responding to us on social media in our discord yes people did correct us for for the our comments last episode we likened rock wrecker to hyperbeam in our last episode because they share the same stats and effect basically just different typing in the main series game what we failed to acknowledge was that Hydro Cannon, Blast Burn, and Frenzy Plant all also share those same stats for the main series games. And also have the cooldown, right? And Yeah, they also have the one-turn charge up, the massive power, the chance to miss, that kind of stuff. So, who's ready for the dice roll on Saturday? Right, It's so I can see it going either way, <laughs> right? So here's the, here's the thing. If it's like Hyperbeam... I think it's understandable, right? It'll still do a lot of damage. It'll still have a place. There isn't a move like that. If it's like Blast Room, Hydro Cannon, or Frenzy Plant, it's going to be very, very strong with Smackdown with Rhyperior. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of crazy. But the reason I think that it might not, or at least isn't guaranteed to to act like Blast Spur and Hydro Cannon and Frenzy Plant, is that those are starters and those are starter moves. And it makes a lot of sense for, for them to put those sorts of, or that iteration of the move, um, or that iteration of that type of move, rather, on the starters to make them more marketable and therefore usable, because they need to have more face time than other Pokemon. I don't know, but you got the flip side where they want to make the, the community day make Bryhorn more appealing so what better way to do that than give it a move that could potentially just you know embarrass tyranitar at being a rock type attacker that's true but then i also don't want us to be stuck in another smackdown stone edge tyranitar situation where the thing that is that everybody has that's so good that you need to have isn't accessible to everybody after the fact yes this is definitely true so I, I think they're moving towards not doing that anymore. Like they're bringing legacy moves back. I don't know if that's kind of in the playbook right now for them to do something very similar where they would have a repeat of Tyranitar Day as so far as the meta is considered, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's hard to say. I think you're right. I think flip a coin on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get back to you guys on, on Rhyhorn Community Day after the fact. But again, it is this Saturday. So get out there and go. But anyway, back to the APK stuff, Rock Wrecker is being added, but also Payback was added, which, if you remember, was the special move that Machop was supposed to get for his community day. Sorry, Mm -hmm. his or her community day. And this was added anyway. The other two were not. So who knows? Maybe we'll get a a double header. That'd be cool. That'd be that'd be wild. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, Machop shinies are already out, so it's not like they're really going to be releasing two featured shinies on the same day. They wouldn't have to even boost the Machop shiny rates. Or maybe... They're just going to unlock payback for Machamp on Saturday anyways. Could not mate, not boost the spawns, not do anything. But like here, it's out now. It didn't get the community today, but it gets the move anyways. That That's possible. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, I'm so excited for community. We're going to have a big group of people. Oh, and and there's so many unanswered questions about the actual like logistics of the event that uh, th- I just I'm not used to there being so much like stuff that's unknown about this. We're used. We're so used to knowing exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is going to be kind of thrilling. Anyway, let's move right along. There's new forms added as well. The lines of code in particular are April underscore 2020 underscore no evolve and Safari 2020 no evolve 
also with those underscores, obviously, but mm. implying that there will be some sort of special form uh, released in April of 2020 that will not be able to evolve. And same thing for Safari 2020. No telling which Safari zone, I'm assuming, that is. But there's forms on the way, so there's that. Interesting. April's probably an Easter event, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, obviously. Oh, yo, more eggs, man. Yeah. Okay, we, we'll get and- to eggs. <laughs> uh, let's get through this APK first, because the rest of the show is probably going to consist of talk about eggs. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, there's going to be a new filter from this teardown. It's called Age. I'm not quite sure about this. I would assume it would probably just be how old that Pokemon is since you caught it. And you could reverse it to, you know, we have that as recent, though. Yeah, you can already sort that. So I don't know. I saw that, too. And I'm just like, is it necessary? I don't know. Uh, It it, it could be necessary for something that we're not aware of yet. Maybe maybe age will be when the Pokemon was evolved. Like maybe that will reset as well. So you can figure that out. But I don't know why you would want to. I don't know. Be interested to see if that actually has a use. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, what could they do like, if they could add ages to Pokemon or something like that? But again, they already do that with the catch, right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait to see on that one. But uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. There's going to be a new way to identify Pokemon. It's got gender. It's got si- height. It's got height. It's got weight. <laughs> now it's going to have age. You <laughs> caught a baby Machop over there. You're stealing it from its family. <laughs> Six months old. <laughs> Oh, I would feel bad trying to take a go to a nest and you catch like catch like a dozen six month old Oshawats and then (laughs) and then you catch one that's like four years old and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. What am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. Just like finally you you identify. You're like, oh, my gosh, I caught the parents and like they're three kids. And I like this this dystopian description we've made for this now. (laughs) But also you've kind of raised the question, you know, if. If we're going to their nests and we're catching them, are we just raiding their homes? Technically, yes. Uh, well, that's dark. Okay. Uh, profile screen update. Additions to the profile screen, including distance walks, Pokemon caught, and Pokestops visited. So just your basic flexes, you know. It'll probably look something similar like Go Battle League does, where they show the three relevant stuff at the top. I've seen the screen already. It's This part has definitely been out for some phones. It's not on my phone right now. Oh, I was unaware. Yeah. That's awesome. Does it look good? It does. It looks great. They basically moved the experience from scrolling all the way to the bottom up towards right under your where your experience bar would be if you're not if you are level 40. And then it adds, you know, relevant info that you would like to know. Just that you like the numbers you like to see rise. That's awesome. Perfect. I I like that. It'd be cool if you could pin three medals in particular. Yeah, that would be great. So that you could like quick reference the ones that you're actively working on. Like those trying for the uh, big fish in the, the Rattata one right. for Magikarp. Yes, just like those ones. We'll talk about that one in particular in just a second here. Oh, no. <laughs> encounter V2, a new encounter screen version 2. Who knows? I don't know. Did you did you see that on the internet too, Kyle? I haven't no, seen any of this. No, I've not seen that. I'm so excited if that is true. If we're getting a new encounter screen, it's going to freshen up the whole game for me. <laughs> Please. If I click on a Pokemon when I wake up one morning... And it's not the bright neon green grass. I will be so happy. Yeah, it's not like it looks bad. Yeah, it's just it's time for a change. Yeah, just new. That's all. Uh, This next thing is called gift migration. And I have no idea what that's about. Gift migration. 
Yeah, dude, there was just a line about code in the GIF migration and the breakdown that I saw that I was reading on GoHub and other places, too. We're like, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah, there's yeah. that. Uh, don't say we didn't talk about it, I guess. Uh, evolving. It will now display the name of the newly evolved Pokemon once it's evolved. And, and no, that's not just changing its name when you're back to the info screen. I think if you evolve a chance into a Blissey, once it does, you know, the whole like into a ball of light and explodes and the chance he falls and breaks its feet, then it would be like, ah, congratulations. Your chancey has evolved into a blissey like it does in the games. Probably the main series games. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Avatar incompatible list. It's also about time for this oh code was gosh. added to prevent the pairing of certain clothing items, likely the ones that caused glitches. So the ones that really so the pants that are bulky with a belt. And then the the shirts that hang loose won't clip through each other as much. I think it won't let you use them together. Yeah, it won't let you do the things that will clip or whatever. So like you don't get to do those outfit combinations even if you don't care about the the glitch. So, but it makes sense because it, it's a it's a quality of life polish thing. Like they don't it's want a those tough sorts thing of things to fix too. Like right. So this makes more sense, I suppose. Uh, but I, it, we'll have to see how restrictive it is. If it's minorly restrictive and it's only like four or five cases, it's not so bad. Um, but if we're talking like 20, 25 iterations of this, the I would see people getting upset about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there was a new check added in the code. Move reroll check move underscore cannot underscore B underscore rerolled. Uh, so who knows what that means? Are we going to get special moves that are mythical Pokemon in and of themselves? Who knows? Or maybe you can lock lock a move on your Pokemon oh. so you don't accidentally TM it for whatever reason even though there's already a pop-up for that. Or maybe this is part of the TM rework. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's right. Something is coming down the line for that. So, Pokestops. We might be able to assign passcodes to Pokestops, maybe for events or something like that. And updates are included for sponsored Pokestops. They're doing a sponsored Pokestop initiative for like small businesses and stuff like that. So probably more infrastructure for that. But this assigned passcodes to Pokestops, the uh, speculation on the articles that we're reading range from temporary Pokestops, event Pokestops, private Pokestops. It, it could be literally anything. Any thoughts on this one? Passcodes and Pokestops sounds a little bit strange. I have I have no idea. I, like it doesn't make any real sense putting a, pa a Pokestop behind a passcode. Yeah. Like a gym, maybe. Okay, I sort of get it because it can also have raids at it. But if it's a temporary Pokestop for an event, maybe, maybe, but like, maybe. But like those, those Pokestops are locked to the account once you scan it. Like, you know, once yeah, you they have do it that. the first time. They so. have that tech, right? Maybe this is just a different uh, uh, avenue of them doing that. Yeah, or maybe it's going to fill a different purpose that we might not even see. You know, maybe it's just for internal testing. Mm -hmm. It could be that, too. So uh, who knows? And the last thing is just some miscellaneous loose ends. Uh, we're going to talk about that Fisherman medal now. Uh, Fisherman <laughs> is now going to be known as Fisher. <laughs> I love that. It's just we've had this badge. I'm pretty sure since the game started, since badges existed, now's the time that it becomes Fisher. Yes, yes. And this one, too. Steel badge will be updated from depot agent to rail staff. Wow. Are you sitting down for that one? I think they're both <laughs> equally terrible names. I mean, they're just the names of some of the Pokemon trainers that you run into the games, right? Each of them are like a version of Lass or whatever. Yes. Uh, and then the last one is free raid pass will be just raid pass uh, because the premium raid passes have now just turned into, you know, whatever they passes. 
premium pass or whatever it is because mm-hmm. they also apply for pvp you know so the one free raid pass makes sense for it to be turned into just raid pass there you go cool 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 all right next piece of news here you need to talk about some eggs kyle yes i i i am this is the breaking news that we were alluding to just today not five hours ago actually we learned of a a little a little egg pool shakeup. we just said goodbye and you know farewell to the valentine's day event which that 7k egg pool you know it wasn't so awful at all but um, we're getting a new one and, and here's the text from the pokemon go live article trainers it appears something strange has happened with the eggs you can receive from gifts Seven kilometer eggs are now hatching only fossil Pokemon. Here's what we know so far. The fossil Pokemon, Omanite, Kabuto, Aerodactyl, Lilip, Anorith, Granados, Shieldon, Tirtuga, and Arkin are now the only Pokemon hatching from seven kilometer eggs. The only Pokemon, right? So it's just like these past events where they took over the entire pool, kicked everybody else out, right? These fossil Pokemon will no longer be hatching from two, five, and 10 kilometer eggs. So they're being consolidated down to seven kilometer eggs. Riolu, who wasn't 7K, will now be hatching from 10 kilometer eggs. We aren't sure how long this phenomenon will last, but we can assure you that Spark is on the case. Oh boy, I'm really reassured. Be sure to, <laughs> hey. I'm joking. Hey, Instinct, I love you. I'm just kidding. Kyle's Instinct. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, opt in to receiving push notifications and subscribe to our emails to stay updated. Let's go. So, all right, Kyle, I'm just gonna let you go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say pretty much one thing. This is the fourth egg event in three weeks. That is true. Three weeks. Granted, one of them was just over the weekend. I get it, but it still counts because there were new Pokemon in it. Before there's any more any negativity, though, about this, I will say I think this is by far the best pool of just individual Pokemon we've had in these four events, although not if you're a shiny hunter, I guess. In addition to that, I like I like the energy you're putting forth there, Kyle. In addition to the positivity, I think that fossil Pokemon are a really big hole for a lot of people. And so, yes, it's a pool and it's still a chance, but you're going to get a fossil Pokemon out of this. Yes. And that's cool. Although, because they're hatching, they don't count for people working on their their, mel, their mel metal or yeah. their I don't remember which one it was Celebi that they need to get the fossils. Yeah, uh, yeah. Catch an Aerodactyl will not work from hatching, yeah. for example. But one other thing I want to say about this is is that for some reason, me me and somebody else on on Twitter, Ludo Clack, we were both independently confused about the the very same thing. I was having a a conversation with him and several other people on Twitter about this event. And they were like, oh, well, you know, region locked and stuff like that. I think in the past I've made this confusion. And Kyle, you corrected me uh, that Tirtuga and Arkin are not regionals. They they never were. But me and him, too, were confused. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea where that came from. I don't know where you got that one from. I I don't know. But but if it was just me, I'd write it off as craziness. But it's several people. I think it was just because they came out in the last big Pokemon dump and there were several regional additions. I think we just got our wires crossed. Well, uncross those wires. Uh, Trust me, they're uncrossed. Yes, absolutely. So is there one in particular that you're looking forward to, to hatching that you need? Well, 
about like six months ago, it would have been Shieldon before I used like 185 rare candy to get a Bastiodon. Uh, but now it's just the Tortuga and the Arkin for the Pokedex entry. Perfect. Yeah, I really need the, tur- the, the Tortuga. I've got my Arkin, but that Tortuga has evaded me very much so. It's a turtle. How embarrassing. I just, just want to say anything you might care about the egg pools and egg events being bad and being tired of them the real thing i'm like upset with or that i don't like about this is they don't give a date they don't say this is going to last for this long or this is what this pool will be they leave it really vague so that they can kind of just go with it yeah yeah i wonder what I wonder what the behind the scenes for that kind of looks like. I I wonder if they're doing that to stay flexible or if they're doing that because they don't want people to overload right away on it or to like if something has an end date and if it's like a month and if it's something like eggs, people don't really they're not going to like hop on it right away. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are, but not everybody. But there's also that aspect that if you don't know how long it's going to last, that means you have to go hard if you want what you're going for because you don't know how long it's going to last you got that that fomo that's true on the flip side it could be left open-ended because maybe seven k's are going to be fossil eggs for the next three months like they used to be baby eggs and alolan eggs yeah so they're just like making the seven k egg pool have a different identity like longer than just an event yeah see that's that's totally a possibility and that's what i read when they're like we don't know how long this will last that's what i read like trying to think positively about it yeah i see eggs and i'm immediately like exactly tense for For sure i I understand though but some of this needs to be changed around so like the egg mechanic is frustrating but it is a huge money maker for them um so it makes a lot of sense you know there uh, needs to be balanced between the two um Saw a couple of influencers talking about that in particular. I think Mystic Seven said something to the effect of balancing, you know, the the business and the free to play aspect of it, and still being profitable and things like that. And mm-hmm. while you know, repeat egg events are are kind of a bummer, but if there can also be an aspect of it that is a win win for people. So like in this particular uh, situation, fossil Pokemon are just super rare, especially for new Pokemon uh, trainers. Uh, that this just makes a lot of sense. The one thing I am sad about, I saw other people sad about too, is that Riolu's going to be moved to 10k. Yep. But in the world of Pokemon and 10k eggs, I feel like Riolu belongs. I don't think he doesn't. He does, but people were having something like that in the 7k was really important because they just released the shiny, and 7ks are the only eggs you can target farm. And a lot of the game, really, you need target farming in order to be able to have that focus, that interest when you're playing for you know long stretches of time if i only want you know one or two pokemon from the 10k eggs i'm hatching a dozen five and two k's per 10k basically sure so they're less likely to want to do it well they've definitely got my attention maybe maybe in the right way maybe in the wrong way who knows Uh, but i'm interested to see how this goes over with the community because i think that this has a different feel to it than pink pokemon and eggs did you know or the red pokemon and eggs it's more did. of a cohesive theme that is definitely for sure i just like it when it feels like the egg pool has an identity mm-hmm. you know and more more than just a color and their shuckle and magby in the way you know like and this one pull. this one it, it feels like this is serving somebody and that's cool so uh why don't we move into gear up so this week on gear up we're going to be talking about some pvp but it's it's separate from the pvp section We're going to be talking about turns. 
what is a turn in PvP? Wait, PvP has turns? That was news to me when I found that out, which was a while back, but a lot of people are just getting their first real experience with PvP this last, what's it been, almost four weeks now? Since yeah, Go just Badly? about. Wow, it's yeah. been a month. Man, time just disappears. It's pretty crazy. So for those who don't know, PvP matches are actually broken down into turns. It's live, but every turn takes half a second. But why do these turns matter? It's because they help you differentiate the different powers of quick moves. Why some feel so much stronger than others. Why some feel quicker. Why some generate more energy. Something that you may not be able to clearly understand unless you do more of a deep dive into the stats because the game doesn't really provide the info in the game. It only provides like a quarter of it. I'm going to throw some numbers at you that'll hopefully be able to explain how turns break down and what they impact. So first example, and I'm preface this, that this entire section was influenced by me being very upset by an ultra league match earlier this week. So I wanted to figure out what I was doing wrong and be better because of it. I'm not better because of it, but I am more educated. <laughs> hey, I feel like that's better on a, on a basic <laughs> no, level. Somewhere. I still keep losing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Venusaur, your problem. <laughs> so in this current situation, charm is one of the examples. Deals 16 damage, which the game tells you if you go into the profile and swipe over to trainer battles. Doesn't tell you that it also generates six energy per use. Vine Whip deals five damage and it generates eight energy per use. That's a huge difference in damage. You're like, holy cow, Charms, it's so much better. Charm deals more than three times the damage, but only a quarter less energy. Why? What's the, what's the big deal here? But the difference is that Charm takes three turns to activate, deal its damage and give you its energy. Vine Whip only takes two turns. So we, we talk about numbers a lot in terms of raids. We have DPS and TDO. For PvP, there's DPT and EPT, and they stand for damage per turn and energy per turn. It's where you take the damage the move deals, divide it by the amount of turns it has, and that's the actual value of the move when you compare them to each other. So since Charm deals 16 damage and takes three turns, it has 5.3 DPT, deals... It generates six energy over three turns, so it has two EPT. Vine Whip has 2.5 damage per turn and four energy per turn. Suddenly, they look like drastically different moves. Vine Whip generates energy like nobody's business, which I'm sure anybody who has used Vine Whip realizes. Yes, can confirm. Frenzy Plant, it's, it's, it's madness. And everyone knows that Charm just hits really hard, but it's just... It's just charm. It charges so slowly. But so this turn-based nature of the moves, it helps separate what the moves are good at doing. See, this is a this is a perfect time to throw in a couple other examples, especially of some moves we've talked about before. Some moves are really good at dealing damage. Some moves are really good at generating energy. Some moves are good at doing both. Good example of generating energy is lock-on. We mentioned it. When Reggie's got it, it deals one damage per turn. It's terrible. <laughs> but it gets, Or so you think. <laughs> but it has a massive 
energy per turn of five. So it only takes one turn to, to go off, generates five energy, does one damage. But it's like lightning. Anybody who's fought against a Registeel in Greater Ultra League knows how fast they charge that Flash Cannon. And that's why. Another example, we already talked about Vine Whip, is Razor Leaf. Razor Leaf has a really good damage per turn of 5.5. It's the highest in the game. But it's only got a 2.0 energy per turn, which is tied for the lowest in the game with nine other moves. Eight other moves. So, especially on somebody like a Frenzy Plant Venusaur, you want Vine Whip because it lets you get to that ridiculously strong Frenzy Plant even faster. Isn't that right, Chris? Yes, yes, that's true. And any self-respecting Pokemon Go PvPer would definitely know that already and not just learn that now. That said, Razor Leaf has its use in some of the Silph Road Cups. We had Ivysaur was really in the meta and Ivysaur with Razor Leaf because it can't get Frenzy Plant as its charge move. It dealt crazy good damage. So it's always about kind of what you need to fill your gap. And then a last example is Dragon Breath. Dragon Breath is a good middle ground move. It's really fast. It only takes one turn to do its damage and get its energy. And as a result, it has four damage per turn and three energy per turn. But the per turn thing is another big deal, as we mentioned, because Lock-On only takes one turn. So does Dragon Breath. Again, with the Dragon Breath, it does four damage, generates three energy in one turn. It's really easy math. Anybody can figure it out. Confusion deals 16 damage and generates 12 energy every four turns. So that, again, with the math, gives it four damage per turn, three energy per turn. Same numbers, right? But Confusion takes four times longer to use. Oh, it didn't take time to the equation. So rookie mistake. One use of Confusion is two full seconds of just sitting there as your Mewtwo uses the animation, for example. That can be the difference between winning and losing if you only needed six energy for that next charge move. So while you did confusion for 16 damage, they did two dragon breaths for eight, and now they can use their charge move while you're still just kind of sitting there. Hopefully this helps you figure out which quick move you might want to use outside of just the obvious one for coverage or that gets the stab bonus, like Mudshot versus Water Gun for Swampert. Because Mudshot generates crazy energy, but it's low damage. And Water Gun is a good even mix of both. Or Shadow Claw versus Dragon Breath for Giratine A. Giratine A. <laughs> Giratine A. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just so much more appropriate now with, with how much of a terror he is in Ultra League. It's like, Giratine A. Everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I know Chris learned something new here. I what? hope everybody else what? got to learn no. something. I'm excited to bring my Venusaur properly uh, into Ultra League now. <laughs> hey, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, this stuff is kind of complicated until until you really take a look at it and like, oh, I I get I get it. But yeah, thinking of it in in terms of turns isn't your uh, first inclination, I guess, because it does feel rather real time, and, and it kind of is effectively. But great, thank you, Kyle. Uh, it's time for us to move into the Poke lore. 
And this week, I think I'm pretty sure we've done this line in the past, but it is now very appropriate to do so. And why not? Apparently, everybody likes him. So this week, <laughs> we're going to talk about... I'm not salty at all. This week, we're going to talk about Rhyhorn, the Spikes Pokemon, and Rhydon and Rhyperior, both known as the Drill Pokemon. Fun fact, did you know that Nidoqueen Queen and uh, Nidoking King also are Drill Pokemon, the Drill Pokemon? Yes. Oh, also, well, wait to, hashtag, wait to the wind out of my sails, Captain. Jeez. <laughs> also, hashtag uh, Rhyhorn Squad. Whatever, yeah, okay, the, whatever, whatever. Get out one of here. Is. Uh-huh. All right. So ha- hashtag Rhyhorn. Let's talk about him first. Rhyhorn is a rhinoceros like, oh, you're kidding me. Pokemon with a body covered in gray rocky plates. It's fish underside. Like. Fish. <laughs> it's a fish like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like Rhyhorn is just it is. I don't think Rhyhorn's a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros like seems correct because he's also <laughs> just he's made out of rocks. But those fish were literally just fish. Fish is so broad. Rhinoceros isn't a species. It's a particular animal. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Why aren't you as angry as I am? If you truly understood, you would be filled with rage. Rhyhorn is a rhinoceros. He just has... He's a rhinoceros covered in rocks. That's true. That's true. It's not like Rhydon. Uh, Rhydon is at least different. Well, that's the drill Pokemon. It's different. Exactly. It's different. He's a drill-like Pokemon. (laughs) Anyway, its underside and rear are smooth, like a baby's bottom. I added that. And it has four short legs with two claws on each foot. It has a triangular head with narrow red eyes, two fangs protruding from its upper jaw, small triangular openings on the upper sides, and a short horn on the tip of its snout. A female will have a shorter horn than a male. A spiked ridge runs along its back. In addition to its rocky hide, its bones are a thousand times harder than human bones whoa not stronger though not no. stronger just harder they're, they're just harder yep uh rhyhorn's brain is very small giving it a one-track mind <laughs> oh, like right. voting for rhyhorn day when it runs i'm joking i'm just i'm just playing i'm just playing here uh, when it runs it forgets why it started and continues until it falls asleep oh my run, God. forest run forest run However, it may recall the reason upon demolishing something. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that's right. I was going to try to blow that thing up. Good thing I did. Due to its short legs, it is inept at turning and can only run in straight lines. It does not care if obstacles get in the way, merely smashing through them or sending them flying. However, it may feel pain the day after a collision. Rhyhorn lives in rough terrain. Okay, there's Rhyhorn. Y'all ready for the first of the two drill Pokemon? Moving along to Rhydon. Moving ride along to Rhydon. All right. right. Rhydon is a large gray bipedal Pokemon with features similar to both dinosaurs and rhinoceroses. 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 Rhinoceros. <laughs> that word just looks weirder the more I look at it. Oh, anyway, it has narrow red eyes and two fangs in its upper jaw. On the tip of its snout is a cream-colored horn, which is smaller in a female than a male. There are several other spikes and projections on its head. On top is a spike that curves forward. Two triangular points resembling ears on the sides. A wide, wavy crest under each ear and spiky ridges on each cheek. It has a cream-colored abdomen divided into strips by thin divots. A rocky plate on its chest slightly overlaps its abdomen, 
There is a row of spikes on its back, and it has a long tail with thin black stripes. Rhydon is a physically powerful Pokemon. It is recorded as being able to topple buildings with a sweeping blow of its tail, and its <laughs> horn is able to bore through solid rock and shatter oh, diamonds. Oh, I love this. Jeez. Its armor-like hide protects it from heat and physical blows. It is stated to be capable of passing unscathed through streams of magma and withstanding a direct blow from a cannonball without being harmed. When is this going to end? Like, <laughs> like, we get it, but like, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted on how how completely impervious Rhydon appears to be. However, because of this tough hide, uh, it is insensitive. Does that mean... Does he just like insult all of its opponents? Yeah. Does, do they mean like he has, doesn't feel anything like physically or like it, emotionally stunted or I don't know. I want to ride on that's developed the ability to talk like Meowth has. And he just just says like exactly what he's thinking at all times. He's really <laughs> insensitive. No to <laughs> just a really rough personality. Just like his his bony hide, I guess. Uh, despite its well-developed brain, it can be forgetful. Right well, on hang on now. Rough terrain. Yeah, so somewhere well, along the way. How well developed way, is its brain then? Well, it got so smart that it stood up. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think it got any smart. I think its its tail just grew, so it acted as a counterweight. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Both of those seem like good reasons to me. I think yours is, makes more sense, but you have to account for the well-developed brain somewhere. <laughs> so, so basically what we've established here is that Rhydon is Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy plus a tail. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think so. I like this characterization. That's awesome. Okay, so this Pokemon I'm not going to take credit for that joke, by the way. That was entirely my girlfriend miming it to me in the other room. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, well, I mean, this this Pokemon is, is unstoppable. It's it's can withstand a direct blow from a cannibal and knock over buildings with its tail. And yet it evolves one more time. Oh, so man. Let's, let's dive into Rhyperior, the other drill Pokemon. One of many drill the Pokemon. Superior drill yes, Pokemon. You the Rhyperior say. Pokemon. Rhyperior is a large brownish gray Pokemon with two horns, one on its nose, and another one above it. The upper horn is smaller on a female Rhyperior. I like that that's consistent. That's pretty cool. It has a club like tail, and its hide is partially covered by orange rocky plates. It has blade-like protrusions on its elbows and has holes in the palms of its hands, which works as a cannon or a gun. It also appears to have two thick rectangular rocks above its eyes, resembling heavy eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Rhyperior can insert rocks and boulders into its arms through the holes in its hands and then fire them like bullets, as seen in its former signature move, rock wrecker ah, here we go uh-huh rock wrecker <laughs> rears its head once again however it will occasionally insert and fire geodude or rog and rolla by accident <laughs> oh, those poor geodude that makes me think of whenever you use rock smash on a rock and a geodude pops out you're just like well i just smashed you to bits why are you here yeah <laughs> it's like hey hey ow Ow. <laughs> Rhyperior has a very hard carapace. It can survive volcanic eruptions and deflect incoming attacks. This can throw the opponents off balance before it drills into the foe. <laughs> Rhyperior lives far up in the mountains like a hermit, but huge. I'm reading along here and I thought that said before it drills into their face. Oh, <laughs> 
I'm sure that's happened before. Yeah, I mean, I'm I sure wouldn't rule it out. You know, I don't know. Rhyperior is like ten feet tall, so he might not reach anybody's face. <laughs> that's true. Except other Rhyperior's faces. Eh? Yeah, maybe. Eh? Maybe. Okay. All right. Let's let's get some stats on this guy here. Max CP for Rhyperior is thirty-seven thirty-three which is exceptional spectacular attack and stamina of 241 and 251 respectively and a sturdy defense of 190 makes this a very well-rounded not even like well-rounded as in like commonly good like an exceptional pokemon like a very a very good pokemon that isn't legendary would we consider rhyperior pseudo legendary or no no, he's not. Doesn't quite have the stats, right? Not all the stats are above yeah. 200. Well, there's only one pseudo legendary per generation. Like that's right. pretty hard rule. And Rhydon was not that. That's true. It's just the, the, these stats are just so compelling. Um, it really is quite good. The thing is why he's on that tier with the pseudo legendaries like Tyranitar is because Rhyperior was an evolution added after the fact, you know, three right. generations later. Right. So it was an item. He's evolution. close, yeah. though. He's yeah. close. You had to trade a Rhydon with uh, with a protector that was holding yeah. a protector item, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember that? Oh, boy. Try not to. Best moveset, PvE. Uh, you're going to want to look for, if you uh, want a rock moveset, Smackdown Stone Edge. Although, you know, if Rock Wrecker is all that in a bag of chips, of course, bring Rock Wrecker. If you're looking for a ground moveset, Mudslap and Earthquake will do you just fine. For PvP, Smackdown with Surf and Stone Edge. Again, if Rock Wrecker is great, then substitute Rock Wrecker for Stone Edge in that situation. And then the other one would be you could bring Earthquake instead of Stone Edge. But again, if Rock Wrecker is so good that like yeah. it's that good, then just bring that. I mean, if it's like other community day exclusive for the starters, it's going to blow Stone Edge out of the water. Absolutely. So hopefully there is that because Stone Edge is like the fire blast, like the rock fire blast, correct? Yeah. Stone Edge is so, not good. Like statistically, it's just the best you got. Right. So here we go. Hopefully this will change the game. Speaking of changing the game, it's time to hop into the PvP section here. We're going to talk about the Toxic Cup, which is going to be next month's Sylph Arena themed cup. They just announced this today. Yet some more breaking news. What a good Tuesday, huh? (laughs) Um, Here's the rule set for the Toxic Cup. Uh, Toxic types only. Only Pokemon with bug, poison, normal ground, or grass is one of their types is allowed. Good news, everyone. Caesar is very high up on the list for this cup. No, no, he's not high up. Don't undersell your boy. Okay currently he's ranked number one could you say that one more time please caesar is ranked number one statistically for this guy (laughs) thank you for saying that again you know what i just did like a complete chimpanzee like i just i said could you say that again i have headphones on and i turned my left ear towards my microphone (laughs) like you (laughs) like you were gonna tell me (laughs) to do that all the time at work it's okay all the time it's so oh, weird. Anyway, species bans. Uh, Tropius, Noctowl, Vigoroth, and dual-type Pokemon with both water and ground typing are not permitted. So, mud boys, see you later. <laughs> there we go. That's it's looking to be an interesting cup. And, of course, again, in a couple of episodes from now, we will then revisit this and go through a meta guide. Uh, when People that are much more talented at this than us have had their hands on it, like we say, every single time. But for now... Caesar, I'm so thrilled. Oh my gosh, this will be so fun. Okay, enough about that. Time for the Poke Poll. So last week's Poke Poll was 
create a Pokemon themed idiom, change an old favorite or make a new one that would apply in the Pokemon world. We got so many, so many great responses. Yeah, I, I was kind of nervous about this one because I wasn't sure it was either going to do real well or not well at all. And thankfully, people were super into it. So I was I was scrolling through the responses and everyone, almost every single person submitted like two or three that we're going to mm-hmm. read through here in a second. And I just I love all of them. They're great. Yeah, They're great. They're great. So Jack K said, not quite an idiom, but I could imagine the Pokemon world having a sitcom called Evie Steven. <laughs> I like it. It's we're like, in an alternate what? universe where it's Pokemon are part of the, are the actors in the show. So everybody, every character in Even Stevens would just be like an like an evolution or Evie. All of the family. There's like five of them in that family. Yeah. So oh, that makes perfect. sense then. I like that. Benny said, let a sleeping Voltorb lie. And <laughs> the early bird gets the worm pull. <laughs> I love it. I like that one a ton. Yeah. Um, though a little bit of context for the letting uh, sleeping Voltorb lie. I think in the in the Pokedex entry that it says that if it's it's startled, it'll explode. <laughs> so that that's so it's great. got it's got some nice it's got that nice uh, underlying meaning. It's got yes. a good application for the Pokemon world. Yeah. Hi, Casper said, and this one this one's my favorite personally. Once <laughs> in a blue eyed Lunatone. That's a good one. For those who don't realize, Lunatone's eye is blue in the shiny. That's mm-hmm. and that's it. It doesn't change at all. It's just the blue eye. <laughs> and the it's just it's so good. It sounds like something that would be said casually in, in the Pokemon universe. It could have been said in the Detective Pikachu movie. Yes. Or something. Absolutely. No good crying over spilt milsery. Which is and, the, the the milk Pokemon from Yeah, it's like the, the dairy Pokemon or something. Yeah, evolutions into evolves into like whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Whipped cream, the Pokemon. Yep, like a Taurus in a Poltegeist shop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Poltegeist is is the teapot Pokemon in Sword and Shield for those who only play Pokemon Go. Yeah, so that would resemble China in that situation, or fine China yeah. rather. Yeah, Fire Drillin said the Applin doesn't fall far from the Trevenant. <laughs> Applin's a, an apple looking like Pokemon, and Trevenant's obviously a tree. Those of you that have not seen them yet because you're a Pogo player are going to love them, I promise, especially Trevenant. Oh, Applin's oh, so good. Yeah. I, I hated so it for good. like three seconds, and then I found out like what it actually was, and I'm like, oh my god, it's great. It's awesome. Uh, Curiosity killed the Litten. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. Don't look a gift Rapidash in the mouth. Great. Catch two Pidgey with one Pokeball. That's that's my my runner up for favorite. I think that's yeah. just it's so good. That's a good one. Uh, just the average Joe said plain Giratina's advocate. <laughs> it's so good. It's for those so that don't good. know, Giratina's the devil. Basically, more or less. <laughs> yeah, this one's my favorite uh, from Defye. This first one, Durant's in your pants. <laughs> That'd be painful. <laughs> she went to town, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. great. Yeah. The other ones included Wouldn't Hurt a Cutie Fly, Gold. Get Someone's Go Goat, also Gold. Uh, the Don Fan or the Waylord in the room. I, I, I like that. Although I think the, the elephant Pokemon they added in, in Gen 8, I don't even remember its name right now. Copperaja? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, no, uh, uh, that made or, me too much of a mouthful. 
what's the oh i can never remember the name of the pre-evolution no, oh that's okay that would that one would also work it's a it's a giant elephant so yeah it's a little literal elephant i love that yeah darth ninja lemon said when the meowth is away the rattata will play it's great it's great love it maxitron said go on a wild zangoose chase <laughs> it's so relevant zangoose run in such erratic fashion too uh-huh acting high and mighty yenna that one's just <laughs> that one's just like perfect yeah is you know pretty good yeah actions speak louder than words <laughs> this is really good uh-huh. this one this next one is my second runner-up by the way okay okay yeah no this one's really good mahalo high said just a hop it skip bloom and jump pluff it's so good. I mean, they were made it's for it. So they were they, the whole line is made to make this joke right now, right here. Yeah. Yes. Thank. Thank you. Uh, how many years until this payoff? Right here. Right. <laughs> Nobody's ever made this joke before, right? I mean. <laughs> like Yanma's on your uncle Ed at a picnic. <laughs> I think that has something to do with the like uh, you know flies on you know whatever. Yeah, like flies on something that's not moving. So. Yes, like your uncle edited a picnic, apparently. Because yeah, he's passed out, apparently, on the picnic table. I guess so. <laughs> Sarah said, at the drop of a party hat, Wurmple. <laughs> oh, don't drop your party hat, Wurmple. Protect yeah. them forever. They should ride on your shoulder for life. Mm-hmm. Just... <laughs> Isn't that what Caterpie sounds like? Yeah. Yeah? I don't have a clue. <laughs> What you need to go back and you need to watch the anime and look. It's been a long time since I've watched you the anime. Report. Okay, I I watched some uh some first season Pokemon anime like last year, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure Caterpie doesn't say Caterpie. I think it's like, most Pokemon don't say their name in the anime, at least at the start. Yeah, Pidgeotto tries to. Crabby is just like. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube just speaks. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. This week's Pokepole. Niantic has hired you to redesign the egg pools for Pokemon Go. What sort of changes would you make, if any at all? Ooh, okay. So, so I, I've been trying to think of this just for myself, even outside of being asked this question for Pokepole, right? Um, for a while now. And I think we talked about this to an extent earlier. I like it. I like that the egg pools have identities because they used to have identities that were pretty defined before. You know, 10K was for really rare things. 5K was for regional overflow and some middle of the pack stuff. 2Ks were for starters and some other filler. And then 7Ks were babies and mm -hmm. Alolan Pokemon. And we have since filled those egg pools up and adjusted those egg pools where it just doesn't quite make a lot of sense and so this most recent fossil event makes me smile in regards to that but i would like to see some some identity return to the other pools as well i definitely agree like completely that's that's exactly how i feel about eggs Wh whatever i feel about the event itself i like that the seven k's had a specific identity it's not just, oh, here's this thrown in there right now. Right. It was great when they were babies. Like, I actually was happy to hatch them at the time because I hadn't, you know, had my baby overload yet, which mm -hmm. I now currently have. Baby fever. But to be more specific, I'd like to see 2Ks stick to the starter formula. Maybe the first, the last two gens that we've had. And then 
maybe a couple of the newest releases that are semi-common. The fact that Dwebble and Venipede are there is great. The fact that Purloin, Lillipop, and Patrat are there is not so great. Yeah. But like also Swablu and Whalemur are in the 2Ks right now, and that's great because they need so much candy, and that's okay that they're there because it's kind of a throwaway to fill yeah. the spot. And I think additionally for those ones in particular, because mm-hmm. the Ivy floor is higher, um, and if you're going to invest 400 candy into the evolution, I think this is just kind of like in good faith, like where here's at least one that's 10, 10, 10, that's worthwhile. Yeah. The 5Ks are where it's really, it gets questionable because 5Ks have historically been overfilled. Even right now when they're, I think some of the smallest they've been in a long time, they still have 22 Pokemon plus whatever regionals you can have in your region. So more like 25 for some areas of the world. Mm -hmm. I just think they need to narrow it down, get rid of some stuff that's not quite so impactful, that really that big a deal, like Burmese. Why are Burmese in 5Ks? Those could be a 2K filler. Yeah, that is odd. I didn't even... Why Why is Cubone in 5Ks? Why is Eevee in 5Ks? Eevee in 5Ks makes more sense for me for candy. Yeah, but like Eevee is a very common wild spawn. I think 5K should be the uncommon wild spawn and then 10K should be the rare wild spawn or the 10K exclusive Pokemon because that's what kind of path they've gone anyways. And I'm okay with that, by the way. I think think having some Pokemon that are just super rare or you can even only get from 10K eggs has a place in this game for sure. I think actually this might be controversial. Maybe it's not. The 10K pool is okay right now. Minus, let's go with two Pokemon. What's in the 10K pool right now? Do you want the whole list? Yeah, let's do it. We got a Golette, Darumaka, Alomomola, Ferroseed, Litwick, Clink, Phoebus, Dano, Shinx, Absol, Gibble, as of this new event, Riolu, Timber, Audino, and Axew. Okay, if we and- could strike... If we could strike Phoebus, and there was one more in there. Clink? No, Clink Shinx. Need... Shinx? Yeah, that's fair. Shinx yeah. has been in there. Shinx has been in the 10K pool for, we're approaching a year now. Yeah, it was since it came out. It was in raids and 10K yeah. eggs, and, and it hasn't changed. Yeah, that's it's kind of ridiculous. I kind of and... think it's time for that one to be put out in the wild, to be honest with you. I agree. And then Phoebus just yeah, has no business being in 10 KX at all. <laughs> I think it does. I kind of, I mean, like, put it I, in I, 5 Ks. Yeah, okay definitely. We could, we could get rid of it. And I don't think, it, well, obviously nobody would be upset about it, but like, just, I don't know if this is, this speaks to me personally, but there's just something really funny about that to me, you know, just hilarious about somebody like hatching nine 10 Ks and there's a possibility that they could get nine Phoebus. Yeah, but that's terrible. funny that's to me. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> but like it's it's one of the better 10k pools we've had in a while, especially if you minus the fact that Alomomola and Audino were just put in because they're brand new, so that's not mm-hmm. so bad to hatch them. Well, they it's, did also say they 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 made sure to mention specifically that those two were going to be very rare yeah. after the event. So so like like I said just to round that up the egg pools to have identities and not feel like why did I hatch this Pokemon in this pool is is all that I really ask for when hatching eggs. For sure. I agree. 
Um, well, anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to the question, Niantic has hired you to redesign the egg pools for Pokemon Go. What sort of changes would you make, if at all? You don't have to go the same route we did. I mean, you could just redesign the egg pools and just submit those lists if you really wanted to. That'd be pretty cool. Create a new tier. You want some 1K eggs? Do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anything. I, I think there's so many ideas floating around the internet, and I just think that this is a, a good question to ask right now in particular. So uh, if you have an answer to that question, you can, of course, answer it on social media when we post it there on Facebook, Twitter, or if you're in our Discord, you can do it there. Or you could always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com or call our voicemail line and leave us a voicemail at 262 262- five eight six seven seven one seven and speaking of emails email emails it's email time so baker boy rowan said hey guys just a quick one for you iv checking i know it's not that important but i've used poke genie from the start it's a great app but with the in-game checker i stopped using genie for a bit question do you guys trust the in-game checker what do you use to find that hidden gem now with Go Battle finally here? Happy Valentine's Day. Still listening weekly and love your work. I appreciate that. Well, thank you, Baker Boy. He's, he has been listening forever. Yeah. He's been sending his emails for a long time. So IV checking. Now, I'll be completely honest. I'm terrible at IV checking. <laughs> I do it so infrequently. I'm going to start doing more now that Go Battle League is here. And I'm kicking myself for not having some Pokemon that I wish I had. But... The in-game checker is really good. It's once you learn how to read the ticks, it's as accurate as you need it to be for that purpose. The real advantage of stuff like Pokegenie or Calci IV is that it shows you what its CP will be maxed out, what its CP will be for PvP, and what CP will be when it evolves, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But specifically, Pokegenie is the one for the iOS, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to take a screenshot and then have the game read your screenshots, right? Yes. So I don't blame anybody for migrating to the in-game checker except for specific stuff. If they have Pokegenie versus Android's Calc IV, which can read your screen directly. Now, it bears mentioning right now. We haven't talked about this in a while, uh, but there are there are IV checkers out there that require you to log in and do automated stuff and things like that. Those things are super against terms of service. Any third-party app that interacts with the app yeah. like that is super against terms of service. In fact, the overlay stuff is is kind of a gray area. We don't really have a straight answer on that. In well, at least the times I've seen the question posed, it hasn't been given a straight answer. It might somewhere else. So if you've seen that, please send it our way. But as far as I know, it's pretty much a gray area. But thankfully, gray area or not, yes, like Kyle was saying, this in-game IV checker is is exceptional i mean three sections you can kind of tell what the bar is in those three sections and each bar is you know five so it makes a lot of sense i would like them to move to a five bar method so it's three per bar yeah it would be a lot easier to see it'd be easier to see one two three versus one through five yes but it would also be kind of cluttered so i could see why they wouldn't do that yeah i mean you can design it in such a way that it's a little bit neater yeah but Uh, but as far as you know finding that hidden gem with with uh, go battle league here you really just you got a hand check man you got to go through your because if you want to get a perfect you know you have this new filter for it it's for asterisk and you can go ahead and see those and that used to be good enough before pvp was a thing 
Now you got to go through and check for your perfects, check for things that are like 98s or whatever, if that's your thing. And you also got to check for anything with zero attack and high defense and stamina now. Because those are the ones that excel in PvP. It's killer. I hate it. I hate having to do it. It really is. But when you find it, when you find that one Ampharos that's ranked 63 like I did this past week, even though I'm probably not going to use it, it feels good. Mm -hmm. It also comes down finding the hidden gems means knowing what to look for. It means knowing that you don't need to find a Caterpie that's 0 15, 15 necessarily. Mm-hmm. Unless you really are looking to collect a perfect for every PvP Pokemon instead of 100% for every Pokemon, for example. Right, right. Knowing which Pokemon are worth finding for PvP is part of the battle. But it's also knowing uh, which ones break the mold. Like Sableye, for example, you want 100% because at 100% maxed out, it comes under 1,500. Mm-hmm. Same with Metacham, a couple of other examples like that. Hopefully that answered your question, Baker Boy. Uh, there are several apps out there, but just be very careful. Don't If it ever asks you to log in, th- that's bad news. Don't do that. First of all, for security reasons, but secondly, it breaks TOS. You don't want to do that. There are plenty of online IV checkers, too, in your browser that you can put things in by hand if you don't trust apps. If you don't, I understand. That's that's totally cool. But the in-game checker is exceptional. So I, I would recommend using that, at least as your first check. Right. But the question that he said, do you, do you trust the in-game checker? 100%. Of course. Yeah, it's it's accurate. Yeah, it's more accurate than the IV checkers like exclusively sometimes the ivy checkers want you to scan the in-game checker in order so that it can have the exact data right yeah because certain cps can be different combinations of other ivs but the game will just tell you outright which it is which is great god yeah it's great quality of life man all right this next email is from jackson sup my answer to the pokeball is keep the pokeball rolling Another one that is not that good is TMO1. Cut me some slack. (laughs) Hey, man, don't sell yourself short. I love that. That was funny. Uh, I personally think Pokemon games should add more options to your goal. In the anime, there are characters who do contests. That's not in in Pokemon Go. And I think they should give each player a a class that they can get to choose from, like specialize in something. And some classes he suggests are contest, master, or scientist. You should be able to choose your goals, but the Pokedex would have to be something that you have to complete no matter what. So, so some specializations. You know, Harry Potter Wizards United this. Yes, they did. And skill trees and a bunch of other stuff like that. And it worked out okay over there. I didn't really get into the nitty gritty. I, I most certainly didn't get to late game. I'm sure that that stuff matters a lot more. But every person in like group encounters which would be like raids for us as pokemon go trainers they were able to fill particular roles and help out their group kind of like a like a raid group and like an mmo i'm not sure how that would manifest in in pokemon go raids yeah i don't i don't know about for pokemon go but it's something that i think pokemon just in general could really use to work on so it would translate to go eventually having more ways to play the game Pokemon has this really rich world. They have developed all these things in each game that they just don't build on as much. And it would be great. You know, of course, Pokemon Go doesn't have breeding. We've talked about this to whatever depth. It doesn't have it for whatever reason. Somebody else higher up than anybody we know decided. Yeah, that's that's okay. We get the egg mechanic is supposed to fill that void. Air quotes. But like there's there's more than there's more than that because there's contests 
Right. And there's more customization for your your Pokemon just in general that you can do in games that they don't do every single game that would be great to see translated. Contests are always one of my favorite things when people bring it up. And I love to do them in Gen 3. And I think we talked about it. Oh, man, it was like 20 episodes ago now, maybe a little bit more. We talked about contests and how they could be done. I think it was the episode we had to scrap because our audio failed when we were talking with Ken from Lured Up. I think so. But I also think it's come up a couple of times. Um, I think it was uh, in somebody who asked us to talk about contests in particular, but also I think it was one of the options of what else can we do in gyms besides gyms? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or it was like, like other, that. other Pokestops, like what are other versions of POIs? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think that, um, that having classes would be cool, but we're already trainers you know, and in the mm-hmm. and in the Pokemon world, contest people aren't necessarily Pokemon trainers. Pokemon trainers are the ones that would train their Pokemon for, for battle, right? Uh, which is what we all do, whether or not you participate or not. That's just kind of the, um, the narrative of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, we're not breeders. You know, we're not doing contests. We're not breeding for contests and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I would like to see more depth, obviously. Absolutely, Jackson. I think that's a great idea. I just don't know how it would, I just don't know how it would look. I like skill trees. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I would like them to put the RPG back in role-playing game. <laughs> the role-playing game back in RPG. For sure. But that's for the Pokemon games in general. Not really Go. Well, I would love RPG elements. you yourself in Pokemon Go, you know, because you're moving around in the overworld by moving yourself. Yeah. But like it's, it's you can role play yourself. They just have to give you the tools for it. I role play myself every day. Every day I'm like, I'm going to be Chris today. OK, but what if you what if you wanted to role play as Chris, the the Pokemon contestant? Oh, yeah. I hit a brick wall there, don't I? <laughs> yeah, it's just, they're, they're good options. I think I don't know how it would translate to go necessarily, but it would be really cool if there was more ways added to play. It sure would. Well, if you're sitting at home listening and you're like, I've got the best idea and you're just like, you know, yelling at your phone, your genius idea. Don't yell it at your phone. Write us an email. You can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com and we'll receive it there. Thank you so much, Jackson, for that email. It was great. I mean, you can also yell it at your phone. You just leave us a voicemail. Oh, that's true. You could do that as well. And you can send that voicemail to 262-586-7717. Actually, I don't think you send voicemails to the number. You call the number first and then leave the voicemail. Uh (laughs) That's how phones work. (laughs) Um, You can also visit our website for all information regarding how to contact us. And there's even a a nice little form where you can send an email from our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter for our most active social medium at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. And if you want to help support the show, as several other lovely people do that we interact with on a daily basis, it's great. Uh, you can help us out at patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash GoCast Podcast, where as little as $1 a month gets you access to our Patreon exclusive Discord. We've got those remote PvP tournaments. We talk about egg pools. We do the whole the whole thing, the whole Pokemon Go thing, front to back, uh, and up and down, the whole the whole deal. 
If monetary support isn't your thing, just because it isn't in the cards for you right now, or whatever the reason might be, you can still help support the show immensely by leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or what have you. Please, please, please leave us a review for whatever you think we deserve. I mean, five stars would be great, of course, but hey, I'm not picky. <laughs> I, I am picky, but uh, whatever. <laughs> um, but we're going to get out of here. But first, Mr. Kyle. Yep. We got to set some goals, my man. And this lest right. we forget, this Saturday is Rhyhorn Community Day. Don't worry, I wasn't going to forget. Okay, I was. So uh, I was, I was reminding remind myself. Oh, well, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> All right, so what about you? What are you looking to do this week? Okay, well, I'm hoping to get a chance to really play during Ryan Community Day. Got some people who don't really play Pokemon Go coming with us, playing their first Community Day, so that's going to be really exciting. I'm going to go with nine Shinies Ooh. this time. I'm going a little bit higher than usual, and I know by doing this, I'm forcing Chris to pick a higher number, so that's, that's uh, also you son of a part gun. of the cards. Oh, no. Um, now, hang on. Let me look at my Stardust situation before I knew the next comment. Okay. So I do not have very much Stardust right now, but I'm going to potentially look at the Toxic Cup and see how that's starting to shape up and see okay. what I can put together for that. Okay. Well, I'm not looking for maybes. I'm looking for commitments here, so, Mr. Kyle. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try okay. and put together the start of a Toxic Cup team because I'm sure things are going to fluctuate over the course of the next, you know, week or two as things solidify okay because i know i got a couple of them already so all right sounds good anything else i've got nine shinies for community day and uh start a toxic team does master league start before we record next i don't i don't know what day go Battley went live i believe it does yes i'm gonna try and do 10 of those and bash my head into a wall there okay sounds sounds like a plan mr man for myself, I uh, you know what you you played yourself. My ten or more <laughs> shinies is already higher than your already increased it's goal. Only it's only technically I increased mine, but you have not increased yours. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's not going to be. It's not going to be greater than. It'll be equal to or greater than fifteen. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, look, see, Chris. That's 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 fair. See, I increased mine by 50 percent. You increased yours by 50 percent. Yes. Yes. My <laughs> hatred for you is also increased by 50 percent. <laughs> Unrelated. I'm joking. <laughs> it's related. <laughs> um, so uh, equal to or greater than 15 shiny Rhyhorn. And uh, I think for myself, I'm going to try to construct a toxic team, um, mostly because Caesar. Yeah, you I'm. It. I'm really thrilled about that. I, I'm gonna have a, I've been asking for a chance for him to shine, and so if I don't take advantage of this, I, you know, who, who even am I? I have nobody else to blame but myself, and that's just a sad situation. And before the meta becomes so anti Caesar that even having one on your team is just a bad idea. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> do it anyway. All right. So, uh, toxic team. And since Stardust is the uh, event bonus for Rhyhorn Day, three times catch Stardust, I'm going to try to get. 400,000 stardust this next week. Wow. Okay. You know what? That's okay. That's not bad then, I guess. The whole week. I thought you I thought yeah, you were about yeah. to say the day and I'm like, "Holy cow, Chris." No. We're no, not no, going no, that no, hard. No. So like, I mean, so if I'm catching if I usually catch around 200. So if you take a look at it, right? Just just community in and of itself, it's 3 hours. I usually average 200 and that's lowballing it for catching of the mm -hmm. of the future Pokémon with a 
three times catch stardust and a, and a star piece going that's 450 per catch so just like times 100 that's 45k that's 30 90k just there right for three hours and mm-hmm. so if i'm catching stuff throughout the week just passively i think i could probably get there yeah plus you're gonna be hatching eggs i'm sure yeah, let me give you a Stardust count right now. Let's do it because we've never done this. I've never. Well, hang on, myself... no, hang on. Are you by saying this, it means you're not going to be spending anything for the week, and we know that's not going to be true. Well, I will try to keep track of what I'm spending. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's okay. it then. Okay, so my current Stardust pile is three hundred thirty-three thousand. Wow, that is exactly uh, ten times as much as me. You have thirty-three k. I have thirty-three thousand. Wow, look at that quick math. So I'm looking to be at 733K by the end of the week, uh, okay. at least for the show. And then I'll try to keep track of my power-ups for my PvP stuff. But we'll see how how specific and how detail-oriented I end up actually being for the through the logistics of the week. But here we are. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening through to the end of the show. We'll see you guys next week for episode... 83 and good luck on Rhyhorn Community Day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.